Welcome back to another episode of the Dark Rum Podcast. My name is Kyle. And my name is Matt. His name is Matt. Matt, what are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about a Mappinguari. I thought we were talking about the Babadook. Oh, no. Well, we were talking about the Babadook. <laughs> um, but today we're talking about, uh, is it Brazilian Amazon rainforest Bigfoot? That is the is least it a giant sloth of all of them. The Bigfoot one was the one that pops up a, the least. Yeah, I know. They, well, I actually did watch a uh, 2015 Animal Planet special <laughs> <laughs> where they were out in the woods, like hitting trees, trying to get. They're like, oh, I heard our sound. I'm going to hit this tree. Nothing. <laughs> you know how those shows go. Yeah. They're like yelling in the like fucking whatever the Bigfoot yell is, and then they're like Squatch picking call. up bear shit and eating it and being like, "He's here!" <laughs> Gross. <laughs> you um, see this? This is squatch droppings. I'm like eh, that—that's how, how do you know it tastes like it's people? <laughs> it tastes like people. <laughs> it tastes like a cross between people and orangutan shit. Uh, yeah, you know both of them. <laughs> and just like that. The Mapinguari also shits people slash orangutan shits. Um, so it is a Brazilian story. It's like a, I guess you could call it a legend, a cryptid, a folklore. It's cryptid and legend and possibly just passed down human knowledge for tens of thousands of years. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they call folk memory. What? Remember when we did the Australian uh, water the bunyip. thing? The bunyip? Yeah, this reminded me of the bunyip. Yeah, just mostly because of the fact that there's 900 descriptions. So kind of like that where the people in the area uh, actually had a crossover with habitating with those giant birds. Some of the people in South America would have been around when there were still giant sloths. I thought the giant birds in that one were still around. The thing that they were crossing was also a giant. Well, well, it wasn't a. It was like a giant capybara. There right? are or still. Well, that's one of the descriptions of it. Yeah. But there's some um, giant birds, of course, like the cassowaries and the rhea birds, and like yeah. other two-legged big ostrich-style birds. Um, but the They're terror birds don't exist anymore. Terror birds definitely exist still. Like, in hollow earth like thunderbirds and those are totally legit little giant birds little giant birds little giant birds that just take children's mm, like a rock i never knew like i always thought i was saying it wrong the giant bird yeah yeah um, but i mean not that because that's so big that you can't see it all at one time like thunderbirds are just like really big birds they're basically pterodactyls <laughs> I don't know why the word pterodactyl makes me laugh so much, like all the time. <laughs> uh, that was great to watch in your head while you were like, "Did he say pterodactyl?" So the the big the main kind of like folklore, folklore. The main folklore kind of legend uh, is that there was an Amazonian shaman who discovered the key to immortality, and after thousands of years, I don't. The gods have a lot of patience apparently or, or they just don't understand the passage of time <laughs> they're just like he seems like he's been alive longer than all the other people recently that's kind of weird uh but after thousands of years they got pissed off and decided that they're going to punish him by turning him into a monster it's a pretty sick monster i mean depending some of them are kind of lame that's true um like being a giant sloth is like that's kind of lame 
Yeah, it's, even even through the different um, stories, they always call it um, the same couple things, even when the like actual description changes. Like in one of them, it says it, it's tall and ha- it looks like a humanoid shape and has a turtle shell. What? I did not see that one. Yeah, and it comes out at night to feed human flesh in that story. What? <laughs> it almost, it, it's literally. I want a human. That's a ninja turtle. There's a ninja turtle that eats people because the one thing is like, it's never more than seven feet tall. They always describe it as being human sized. Yeah. Which is why some of the descriptions like Bigfoot don't fit and like the giant landsloth don't fit because that was an elephant sized thing. Well, sometimes they say they're on all fours. They're four feet tall. Um, and, but when they stand up, they're big enough to scratch their shoulders in the trees. So it's like, what does that mean? <laughs> it means it walks on its elbows and knees. Um, well, the word, uh, Mapinguari, uh, might come from the Tupi Guarani Guarani language, uh, from a word that I'm going to butcher, Maba e Piguari, which means thing with crooked legs. Because one of the descriptions says its feet look like human feet pointed backwards. Yeah. Which is even funnier that there's like one that describes it actually even better. But then like the word Mapinguari means the roaring animal, which they never describe it roaring. Yep. And the fetid beast, which that one does make sense because apparently that just means smelly. Yep. I also wonder if like the, the, the name differences we find are like because it stretches like into a bunch like Colombia and a bunch of other countries besides yeah. Brazil. What if it's just like cultural differences in belief? Maybe it's actually like all of these different ones are are different things. How many minutes in are we? Skinwalkers. Maybe this is just the word for South American skinwalkers. Yeah, but why would a skinwalker ever put a, shirt, a turtle shell on? I don't know. Why, why would they do anything? For the lulls? I mean, yeah, kind of. To do evil. That's their only goal in life. They're, I guess that's if, if are I they was, alive. If I was a cryptid, I would be the just look at me kind of cryptid because I like want all the other ones. Yeah, I'd want all your friends to think you were crazy. You want you want to be like Bigfoot and just stand at the edge of like a forest waving. Yeah, it's it's you know it's like that old uh, what's the word where for when you you know who knows of oh, apocryphal story about the, the Bill Murray's will never believe you story. Like that's the kind <laughs> that's the kind of cryptid I would be. Like, yeah, you smell that? You smell that? I farted on you. Bigfoot farted on you. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I talked. I farted and then I talked to you. Good luck with that. But Bigfoot, like, started to walk away and had to turn around and be like, oh, yeah, this is me talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, But no, yeah, like the bunyip. This reminds me because there's so many descriptions. I only picked the main I don't know, three or four or whatever. Yeah, go, f- go for your favorite ones. Oh, before you say your description. I don't have favorites. The other I'm thing, just saying that there's... The other thing I wanted to say about the um, <clears throat> the terms they use for it in Portuguese, it's called the macaco de borracha, which means rubber monkey, because what? apparently a lot of the sightings are no from bones. rubber tree farmers or oh. like that are being attacked. I was, I was just really hoping it had <laughs> no like, bones. It's got like Adventure Time arms. I think it's funny that like there's a place that like describes it as being like like out for the search of human flesh when there's there's zero stories that involve them actually eating people. Yeah. They just eat. They all blame of like disappearances on it, but then they're like they have no Yeah. No one ever came back with one arm and was like, It got me. It done got me. It ripped my arms off and fed it to its belly. Though I would 
how interesting would that world be if we lived with more people missing, like came back? Like even if we didn't believe them, someone being like Squatch took my arm from the elbow down, just ripped it right <laughs> off, and then what he do? Called me a bitch. He he said, "I'm keeping this." <laughs> he said, "Hands are a privilege." I I really just want to imagine that Bigfoot does talk. He's just a he's prick. Gotta talk. <laughs> If he's a time cop or whatever, he's definitely a speakings. So, like, the one thing is, like, the description of it having backwards feet actually kind of does fit with the giant sloth thing. Mm-hmm. Because the way that, like, sloth's feet, like, yeah, the, what is it called? Tilt inward. Digi- digitigrade or I, I digitigrade? I, I, like, what, <laughs> what? Science words? Yeah, you know. Because their feet's point inwards and their claws point more inwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. They um, <clears throat> what's the animal that has claws like that? The sloths. Um, yeah, uh, the the giant <laughs> anteater, which I'm gonna. Oh, it has similar. I'll, it's I'll, got similar stuff to the. I'll, I'll flex because I I do know this one. Myrmecophaga tridactyla because they have crazy. Um, that's its scientific name, and the giant armadillo. Prodonti. Prodontes maximus. Ones? I um, didn't see or hear something in one of the things I was watching about giant armadillos, but I was like, they don't have those. They down just, there. it's just, they both have, um, giant armadillos have like the biggest claw to body ratio for their size. Like yeah. literally their claws are like this, like, um, this is a audio podcast. They're like, as big as Matt's face, like five inches long. Like these like murder claws because they just tear termite mounds apart with them. That's big. Well, for claws. That's real. No, not just for claws. That's five inches is big. Uh, yeah, People tell me that. Let's look at the charts. People tell me that. Don't, oh. a- don't ask Siri, though. She won't answer. <laughs> uh, so, no. Yeah, this is like the weirdest one. Like, you you brought this one. This is something I didn't even know about before. You were like, hey, let's look up this. And I was like, when you when I first looked at the picture, I was like, gee, giant lands loss are a thing. Like, I was like, <laughs> this isn't a monster. I'm like, I guess if they're supposed to be extinct. But then, one, they only went extinct 11,000 years ago. Yeah, it was like about yesterday People, in like geological terms. Human beings were in the Amazon when this happened, mm-hmm. like before they went extinct. I'm sure we probably did some stuff to them to make that happen somebody rode one <laughs> i wish i mean they're elephant sized they're elephant sized cuddly bear things with super giant claws yes scythe hands long <laughs> bears but they weren't like they weren't carnivorous so they no but a giant a giant it. armadillo can literally gut you with its claws because like termite mounds are like clay like hardened sun-baked clay and they just shred them what? Yeah, oh yeah! Stop like, scaring me with these monsters <laughs> that are real and still real, live on Earth. Yeah. Like I didn't realize that like giants, uh, anteaters were a thing. Like I, they're big. Too. I didn't know that they were called giant. I just thought there was like anteaters were anteaters, mm-hmm. and I don't know how big I imagined them being. I think I imagined them like raccoon sized or something. Yeah. Um, and then it shows this one standing up, and I'm like, what? <laughs> You're like, um, excuse me, nature. It's human heighted, which is like. All animals are stronger than us, I feel like. If they're any kind of mid-tier size. We've evolved ourselves down. Yeah. Every technology we make makes us weaker as like a species. Like that's why we don't got fur no more, because we put clothes on. We're like, oh now we go outside, it's fucking cold, and we're like, we need more clothes. 
That's true. Additional clothes. Yeah, but think of how much more shampoo we would need if we were furred everywhere still. Or would we all just smell like dog? We'd probably just leave it matted. Imagine like the haircuts we could get though if our whole bodies were fur. Yo, I'd have the I'd have the sickest mullet. It would be my whole front <laughs> shaved and my whole back long. <laughs> you looking like Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah. Yes. So yes, like uh, a bit, like what I found was like it's it's mostly described as being six to seven feet tall. Seven feet tall being on the tall end. It's yeah. mostly like it tops out usually at like six something. So it. it it's either I kind of think it might it could it's possible that it is a giant sloth because like the Amazon rainforest is like highly uninvestigated. Oh yeah, like uncharted territory. And the fact that there's a whole bunch of tribes that do not communicate with one another and have similar to the same stories kind of also suggests it, but I don't think that there's a giant cycloptic monster with one to two mouths, one of them being a giant mouth in its stomach. Oh God! Running stop. around chasing people and eating all of the cattle. I'll tell you that when I first saw like the the drawing depiction of like the mouth open with the teeth, I'm like that was probably like a mange bear whose ribs were poking out. I I just thought Looney Tunes right away. <sighs> the big furry monster thing from Looney Tunes. That's what I was imagining yeah, when re- I first saw it. The red one. Yeah, because they have reddish, long reddish brown fur that is sometimes and or matted. I don't know how it can be long and matted because matted makes it less long. But and when I think red orange, I think orangutans. 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 Ramanams. They're just straight up orange. Yeah, that's true. Which I never thought of until right now. Reddish brown is like grizzly bears. Their name means old man of the forest. You're an old old man in the forest. All right. I saw a thing recently that was suggesting that orangutans are like uh, equally as smart as people. But they choose to like not let us know so that they don't have to do shit. That is very funny. <laughs> Was it Jodie Foster? One of them tried to make the sex with her. What? Yeah, she, the cameraman had to pull her away. Wait, what movie was she in with an orangutan? I don't know. I want a boner sure, orangutan. Sure you could Google it. Yeah, but like most of the descriptions, it's 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 human it's sized. So I wonder if it's also just like a dude. It's in the forest. It's like, stay away. And comes out in costumes. That'd be funny. It was Julia Roberts. Julia <clears throat> Roberts banged an orangutan. The crew prevented it. She's sitting there. She's like, sup, orangutan. And it's like, what's up, baby? Sup, sup. I saw you win Aaron Brockovich. What's up? <laughs> Mad boobies hanging out. What's up? So there's, yeah, there's the basic descriptions of it. There, it's, it's anteater-like. It's sloth-like. It's bear-like. Um... I forget what the one described it as having a horse-like face. What? Yeah, the one thing I saw had like a, a horse-like snout, and I think that's the one where they were like, it's probably an anteater, which mm-hmm. um, after seeing how tall those were, I was like, maybe it is a giant anteater, because, you know, giant land sloths are way too big. The more fun descriptions are that it has one eye, two mouths, or one mouth, but that one mouth being on its chest or stomach. And in the fact that it smells so bad that it can render humans unconscious and it kills flies when they come in contact with its breath. How bad is that breath? Well, if you think about it, if it's connected to its stomach, maybe like maybe it's like directly going into the stomach. It's like so methane bursting yeah. them. Wow. Could be. That's definitely what it is, since there's no descriptions of what happens to someone when they come in contact with one on account of no one knows. They also have an unquenchable appetite for 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 flesh. 
I was going to say human flesh, but then unquenchable, unquenchable. I feel like that those those descriptions have to come from like the biblical origin, like where the gods cursed them. Like, because listen, <laughs> monsters get full too, unsatable. But uh, it's said to be able to eat an entire herd of cattle. Well, I guess I say that now. I think frogs will literally eat themselves to death because there's there's stupid. a lot of animals that will. It depends on the type of predator it is. If it's um. What's the kind? Opportunist. Yeah, opportunist predators will just keep eating as long as they have the opportunity because they don't know when the next time they're going to have that is. Yeah. Well, and then foxes will just kill everything and then be like, oh, I can only take one of these. (laughs) I've never heard that. Yeah, they get almost like it's like it's like not choice paralysis. It's like choice mania where they, they get so overwhelmed by all everything acting like prey. They just kill it all. That sounds phenomenal. That's why a fox in the hen house is bad. Because what? It kills like one... 12 chickens <laughs> 12 out of 12 out of 10 12 out of 10 chickens <laughs> dead it brought two with it <laughs> yes just to leave a message it brought three with it it left with one that it originally had didn't even take any of the new ones and it ate all the eggs though you see you joke about that one time someone broke into my mom's car and left parts to someone else's radio in it <laughs> They're like, oh, this one's better. They did root through her car, though. Yeah. Did they Did they take her radio? No, it sucked. They really just left some... They're like, fix your radio. They, like looked, they like looked for money and left stuff from another car in there. They're like, oh, you're real poor. Here you go. <laughs> Sell this. Was that it? Or was your mom still on radios? And that was what she told you? Oh, well, all the cars on the block were gone through. All the ones that were unlocked when we okay. lived down the firehouse. That doesn't change the fact that it could have been your mom. See, might, some people might think I lived by a fire department. What? I said the firehouse. It wasn't a fire department. It was a house that was on fire. Oh, I thought you were literally just saying, because right down there is also actually a fire department no, building that they the don't do anything. So oh, I would also wait. be like, yeah, they don't. that's not a firehouse. I watched a fire. You are right. On the other side of the Black Bridge, you are I right. watched a fire. Like, I could see the fire department, and I was watching a brush fire on the train ta- tracks right across the street from it and i watched fire trucks come from somewhere else (laughs) i'm just like what is this Um, that's funny and back back to this giant slow moving unstoppable beast yeah imagine if it just come at you at the speed of a sloth like the austin powers steamroller scene (laughs) it's described as being super slow but then it's a six foot tall monster, but apparently it's able to stomp with the ability to crush or to completely destroy trees and roots in its wake. Mm-hmm. I was oh, like, yeah, Yo, so how heavy. heavy must this thing be? Yeah. Is six foot 500? Nope, that's not. It's probably that's not even enough. There's people that can do that. Yeah, and it's man size, so it must be dense. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's going to be all muscle. But it, it also just knocked trees out of its way if it's bored or whatever. Yeah, which rhinos can do, and they're not that tall. There's a lot of rhino, though. Mm-hmm. This isn't described as being a lot. This is just described as being like human-esque. Rhino, I would never describe a rhino as being like, that's people-like. <laughs> it's definitely not people-sized. And it's like an ape-ish, anteater-ish, people-ish, kind of cycloptic, uh, giant sloth thing, man, person-ish. That's not, I would never describe a rhino that way. Those are unicorns. Yeah, that's true. Sexy unicorns. <laughs> The only thing that a, a rhino and a mapinguari have in common is the fact that they can deflect arrows and knives. Yeah, but they're with their pelt, of course, fur and th- no, it's skin. their skin because they got 
they got alligator skin. Oh yeah, well that's or crocodiles. Were caimans alligators or crocodiles? Caimans are crocodilians. They're like, they're okay, like little crocodiles. crocodiles. Yeah, so it's, they described it as being like caiman skin in the one thing that I was reading. Which again made me be like mange bear. Mange mange bears. I what? would argue are more susceptible to being shot with arrows. I doubt no, that their it makes skin them is their skin gets leathery if they survive it. Really? Mm-hmm. So it makes now, them stronger. What if what if a giant land sloth got mange back in the? But, what if it got prehistoric mange? But here's the thing, though, it has fur still. Mange, there's no fur. We could grow the fur back, right? Can't you? Or do they don't stay know. bald? I thought mange was forever. I don't. I don't actually know. I thought that's how no, you became well, man- a chupacabra. Mange is mites, and it makes your skin bad. Yeah, so maybe your skin can't grow hair afterwards. Yeah, man, it kills your skin. It makes you fucking chupacabra. If so, fact that chupacabras are real, it doesn't matter if they're just a mangy coyote. That's a real thing. That's a thing that happens. Watch that episode. We confirm it. Yeah, watch that episode with your ears. <laughs> so... This was a hard one to research because I was telling you when I did it that like I found a million websites immediately mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, tons of information. And then I was like, there's no information on any of these or it's the same information. Everything only ever described it as being the one eyed giant mouth monster or a giant land sloth. And then it would be like, and here's scientific evidence that backs that up. Mm-hmm. And it would just describe how they lived at the same time as people. And it's possible that. Throughout the time and history of humans, they just handed down this story from years like over and over and over and over until it finally got down to like here and the whisper down the ladder chain mutated it into this giant carnivorous monster instead of being this giant furry like bear thing that eats grass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I don't think like would a sloth eat a person even if it could. I don't know. Do they do that? Like, I don't know. Are giant sloths, like, I see, I can never understand the difference, like, how a giant sloth became, like, what we have today, because there's zero things that are in common. Aside from, I think, the claws. I think the claws I mean, on the giant be, sloths what, what are about the same. they call it? Where it's, like, lateral something evolution, where it's, like, they evolve the same way. Like, so all the things that keep evolving into crabs. <laughs> there's a bunch of crabs that aren't true crabs, but they have the same body shape as crabs. They don't come from the same genetic, like, origins. <laughs> Nature was just like, that is a good shape. I like that. I like how they walk sideways. I like how they're bulletproof on the outside. It tastes <laughs> good on the inside. Make their meat taste like sugar. So it's is it more like how, uh, how Conver- dolphins evolve from wolves? Yeah, convergent evolution. Dolphins and orcas evolved from wolves. They evolved from things that went back into the water. <laughs> It came out there. It was like, man, I've been hunting all day. And you know what really sucks about this is that that other thing that looks almost like me, but it's got ears, it's doing way better. You, well, you should look up the things they think horses evolved from. They had like a mouthful of sharp teeth and like no hooves. Like they had like hands, like like almost like a, uh, not like hands, but like paws. I love that your description of hands that nobody can see paws. is you grabbing boobies. <laughs> Well, I meant grabbers. You're like hands. This is what I mean. Like hands are for oh, grabbing. Oh, yeah, yeah, things. yeah. That's why you put it chest level. <laughs> well, I'm sitting, so. <laughs> hands. That was, that. Yeah. That's, I'm, this is my sign language now for hands. And if anybody's like, what are you saying? I'm saying, look, hands. <laughs> do you speak with your hands? I say, listen, I do the same motion when I talk about raccoons when I say don't trust anything with hands. No, right. you just did this and you showed well, me your I, hand. There was I mean, no grabbiness. Yeah, but I mean, you're usually. just like, don't trust things with hands. And then you van away did your hand. 
Apparently, in your mind, horses with hands would molest people. <laughs> they, oh, well, dolphins do. That's true. But they're wolves, and wolves never had hands. <laughs> now I got to Google if, <laughs> if dolphins have hand bones in their flippers. They do. Just like whales do. That's the best thing ever. That their hand, like it looks like they have hands where their flippers are. I just found out there's some birds that have clawed wings. Like what? Like, you know how a bat has that one, like it's technically it's their thumb and it's yeah. like at the joint and they can like use it. These birds when yeah, they're they younger, their noses these them. birds when they're younger have a claw on their wing in like the same place. When they're babies? Yeah. Yeah, they absolutely And it goes away? <laughs> it goes away, the claw? We're going to Google that now too. Oh my God. We're just Googling everything now. <laughs> we just got to get to the sightings. You were Bird able to find claw. them. I was yes. able to find sightings. Um, from the things that I found, it said the first sightings were reported in 1930, which I just immediately assumed that's the first time some European guy wrote it down. Yeah, absolutely. Considering that this is a lifetime story. And if it is a whisper down the alley chain for, you know, 30,000 years or whatever, uh, definitely was seen before that. Yeah. Um, there's a ton of sightings, uh, that are just like stories, right? They have no date at all. That's the best kind. Yeah. Like this one was near, uh, Barra de Sal Manuel <laughs> at the Trabajos river. Uh, a hunter named Manuel Victorino Pinherio dos Santos. He's got a lot of names <laughs> shot four projectiles or sorry, peccaries. That's a bird. He shot four projectiles um, dead. And he heard the call of what could only be the Mapinguari. He fled to the river as the second call shook the trees around him, like from reverberations. And he says he hid under the water. I don't know how long he hid under the water, but the calls became muffled and the animal seemed to move deeper into the jungle. But he stayed in the shallow water for hours. So clearly the Mapinguari thought that he killed more things than he needed. Maybe he's a park ranger. Because just like the Bunyip, the Mapinguari is there to protect nature. And it'll come after hunters who will get greedy and overhunt. Even though the Mapinguari is known to overhunt. <laughs> yeah, because it's insatiable <laughs> lust for human flesh. Not human flesh, just meat. Oh, just meat in general. It's not like it's looking for us. It's just okay. looking to eat. The turtle one was human flesh. Yeah. So uh, I, that that's my new favorite hypocriteness in a monster that's meant to protect the forest is that it's <laughs> it's, a it's like you know it's not there to protect. It's there to conserve its food source. That's what it is. It doesn't give a shit what you're doing. So in 1913, um, someone named. Leoncio was allegedly uh, known to have killed a Mapinguari. Uh, it says it, it appeared suddenly in front of him while he was traveling a trail, a trail, uh, and he a trail. <laughs> and terrified, he um, fired at the animal uh, fifteen times. <laughs> and it says he hit him in the navel and the arm, and it killed it. So I'm like, shot it in the belly and the arm. Well, if it's the one with the mouth there, then it shot it in its mouth. <laughs> I would kill something most of the time. Actually, no, that's not true. I seen uh, Fight Club. Yeah, you can get shot in the mouth and not die. That's true. It's totally, come fun. out the side. So, but the arm and shot it that's fifteen it. times, or just hit two times. No, it only hit it twice. But it doesn't <laughs> say how many times he hit it in the navel. It only says he hit it in the navel and the arm. So, out of those fifteen times, there's at ever, least two. Did you ever see Strange Wilderness? More. 
Uh, yeah. More than how many times they shoot Bigfoot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe that's what they meant. What happened to the body? Uh, they never said. That's it. He ate it. <laughs> he 100% ate it. I mean, in 1913, he was like, this is going to feed a lot of people. Here, here's the thing. If I ever had the opportunity to come across any kind of weird thing that no one's tasted before, I'm going to eat it. Yeah. That's why I am, I am dead set to find a squonk and turn it into soup. I'm going to yeah. make it cry itself into a puddle. I'm going to boil that with some onions and carrots and aromatic stuffs. And I'm going to make soup. That's, squanch that's, soup. That's the only way to do it. It's my main life and goal. The first time I saw a blobfish, I was like, do people eat these? What does that taste like? like <laughs> it's ugly as shit. I want that. You ever see it underwater still? It looks different. It looks like a fish. It looks not <laughs> deflated. Yeah. Um, so the 1930 sighting uh, was an explorer named in Inocienda. Inocencio. <laughs> Straight out of Spain. That's Italian. That guy's from Mexico. Um, and they were protru- uh, pers- in pursuit of a, a troop of black monkeys, <clears throat> which what? he was going to shoot. Um, he got separated from his friends and spent the night in a tree. Why do it have to be black monkeys? That's what, that's what they're called. That's what they're called? It says... <laughs> um, he thought a man was crying, but like crying out, like, uh, you know, like, and he heard it like three times and then a large animal approached. And this, which this, description of it is it? This part's from the story. <laughs> 40 yards away was a small clearing where a tree had fallen. His branches brought down some other trees. Uh, it was like the last cry had come from that area. And immediately afterwards, there was a loud noise of footsteps as if the animal was coming at him top speed. When it reached the fallen tree, it gave a grunt and stopped. Finally, a silhouette the size of a man of middle height. Now it doesn't even say like middle height. 5'10". Uh, middle height. They, uh, you know, he was just like standing there being a creep. Wait, this is what year is this? 1930. So middle height. Yeah, that's my height. It's <laughs> a short ass monster. And it says it remained there just like looking up at him. He says maybe it was suspicious and it roared. Uh, but then he... Just started firing on it, like hip firing. He said it made an even louder roar and it ran into the bushes. He just hip fi- He didn't take the... He is shooting down at it. You have all this time. It's not able to get to you. So one of the actual quotes says, and fired without even troubling to take proper aim. <laughs> He's like, you're not a black monkey. I don't want you, you weird looking human monster that knocks down trees. That's probably the scariest part of it. If it's not huge, but it's strong enough to like knock trees out of their roots. So he says he actually took a second shot and hit the animal and it let out the loudest, most terrifying roar. And it leapt up over the fallen tree and took like cover behind it. And he didn't see it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It hid behind the tree. Yeah. He was like, no boomsticks. How dare you? I've seen these before. There's sometimes like uh, 1935. They're just someone's found something they believe to be a footprint of yeah. one, but like one of the footprints, Bigfoot footprint because you know some of them it is just sort Bigfoot. of. But like if Bigfoot was wearing ninja shoes, like where the big toe was separate from all the other ones. <laughs> Interesting. It definitely looked like it was in rock though, but like maybe they took it was a cast. Uh, well, here's the thing: if it's it, it could probably leave a footprint in rock with how hard it steps. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, it like deroots trees. It deroots trees and knocks them down in its way, and you can hear it for miles. And and it's only, you know, apparently five to six feet tall. This was like the most uh, chupacabra one 
1937, a report from Central Brazil actually said that there was a three-week rampage, the killing of over 100 cows, and they had their tongues ripped out. It likes tongues? <laughs> well, that's not that weird. Like, a lot of predatory animals will eat the, the soft bits mm-hmm. first, like the dick. Yep. And then, well, then they use the hole to get up into the innards. Yeah. You got to eat the dick in the butt, and then you can get inside. Hey, yep. Just ask a hyena. We'll call my wife that now. They um now there's like a big break from that was 1937. Uh, 1960 is the next recorded sighting. Uh, they keep using they this were word. sighted. It was just they those guys they didn't survive. Yeah. Uh, this this word they use it's I actually had to look it up. Caboclo. It it means somebody of native South American mixed with European descent. Really? So it's not like the like common whatever the like you know how there's like every culture has like the people they consider the natives. Yeah. It's like that bloodline mixed with European settlers. I thought that was like in school we were given a word for that, but I forget what it was. It starts with the M. Oh yeah, I don't know. This is it was definitely South American and like Spanish mix. But um, they were just uh, road workers. They were a bunch of native road workers, and they said they saw it while they were clearing uh trees for roads hey man we're just cleaning off the road and the thing came and knocked another down knocked another one down we're like you fuck that thing they um they kind of do you think that the reason it ran for cover was because it was so used to getting shot at with arrows that when people started using guns it was like the fuck is that yeah maybe that actually hurt maybe the whole bulletproof (laughs) mythos was for like like padded armor even could like take some oomph out of like a glancing blow on an arrow yeah so if they have that like did you see the picture of the one tree they compared its fur to the tree has like all these really thin uh, think about like weeping willow branches how they're like thin and dangly but they're real bunched together and they said like it almost looked like that how it was like matted coarse okay hair yeah and I'm like, that's basically like armor on top of your leather skin. So that would make sense for why a knife or, or an arrow couldn't pierce you, but bullets are different. Yeah. I mean, like if you stab a guy, you're going to go through that armor. But like who wants to get close enough to something that big? I would. I just was, I was watching a lot of horror movies last night. And every time they have like a choice between like take the tenderizing hammer out of the the kitchen drawer because no one's ready to stab a guy. But bashing them to death is fine. It, I'm telling you, it's way it, it's it it's less. What's the word? Intimate. It's weird that you have uh, intimate knowledge of which is uh, worse. I watch a lot of horror movies. Yeah, and I'm always you like say horror movies. I'm like you I would never. You. I my uncle had a neighbor who was a cop, and she said, "If you ever have a choice, hope you get shot instead of stabbed." And I said, "That's a strange thing to say." I was in middle school. Yeah. Um, and she said, "I'm just saying, most people aren't stabbed once." <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah, but if you're going to bash someone to death, you don't bash them to death. You don't bash them once either. Yeah, but if you're, okay, now think about an untrained person. Are you, are they going to be able to have the, the stomach to stab a guy and then pull it out and be like, oh, I have to do that 13 more times. Why are you still moving? I stabbed you one time. You stop now. <laughs> I mean, you could club a guy in the knee and he just can't come after you anymore. You know what I mean? Like. I don't think more people, most people, I don't know. I watch a lot of horror movies where I'm like, you see, this person is wholly unprepared for what they need to do to survive this moment. All I'm saying is I'm so confused now. You're like, instead of going to my drawer and getting my combat knife, I should go and find my demo hammer instead. Or, I mean, if you got a baseball bat, To go be for fair, it. the demo hammer I know does more damage <laughs> from experience. 
when we would go outside and like put up a target and throw like knives and axes and stuff at it. Mm-hmm. And then I threw that at it and it went all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> like Thor's hammer sailing through the tunnel. I was like, that's amazing. That did better than everything else. It didn't stick. It's but- not sharp. And it went, it, it was like, excuse me. Yeah. Like it wasn't even like hard. It didn't stop at all. It just went like there was nothing in its way. <laughs> so I do suppose that if I'm going to hit somebody with that. Yeah. I might only need one. Yeah. I'm just saying, listen, if you have to, just hope you never have to knife fight a bear. I guess that's the moral of this story. I'm just trying to, like, in my mind, imagine which would be grosser. And I still pick hammer. <laughs> I'm imagining you're hitting him okay. in the face. Listen, I'll take the yeah. hammer. You take the knife. You, we'll be a team. You're hitting him in the head or the face. So you got to hear the bones cracking. Mm-hmm. And then if you get through that, then there's brain matter that's involved. Yeah, listen, but let's be honest. <clears throat> you take a You take a good old whop to the head. You see stars. You kind of don't do nothing for a minute. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. We don't know that. You hit someone in the head and the hammer, and they're they're like coming at you. They're they're there to kill you. They're they're a, a map and guari, and they're like, I'm here to fuck you up. You're like, oh shit, you talk, man. You hit it in the head with a hammer, and it's just like stumbling around towards you. You you don't know that it's like done. That's true. A moose can do a they call it a death charge. After you shoot it in the heart, it can still kill you for like a handful of seconds. Exactly. So you got to keep hitting it until it stops. I guess everything is evil dead too, and unless you're covered in its blood, you never know. The police would say, you just keep going until the threat is gone. So, 1975. A mine worker uh, working as a... on drugs. Okay, so here's the... This is a weird... Uh, this is a weird designation. A mine worker working as a hunter. <laughs> Maybe yeah. it meant a miner working as a hunter. Yep. As in a child. There's a child hunter there. I, yeah, okay. Let's... I believe tiny, tiny Rambo... <laughs> They um they claim to come face to face with a Mapanguari in a mining camp. Were you hunting or were you mining? Were you hunting miners? <laughs> <laughs> they were cave hunting. Uh, he heard a screaming noise and the animal approached him unsteadily on its hind legs, leading to him to flee. He was just like, that doesn't look natural. And Wait. he ran. Now, now I am confused. And I think the more that I've sat there stewing on what you said. <laughs> Maybe he was at work. Yeah. He, he was mining. And he was like, yeah, I moonlight as a hunter, too. And then he was like, I'm going to go hunt bats, cave bears. And he was like, well, I'm at work. I'm going to take my lunch break. I'm going to go hunt for that, for my lunch. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> there's not. Is there a reason? To, if you're a hunter, do you cave hunt? Because that sounds dangerous. I can't see. Yeah, I mean, you're hunting miners at that point. Yeah, like, it, what if the, it's full of methane? You shoot your gun, now you're dead because you blew up. I feel like uh, hunting, like, it would be more like trapping, right? If you think something's coming back to that cave, you just set up a trap. Like, what the fuck are you doing if you're... Dude, if, if I find out anyone hunts in a cave... That's the scariest person ever. Yeah. Don't, don't, that guy's hunting people. Yeah, there was, was that, was a... Uh, Mining Benicio cave, like, not like a cave. character in hunting. Like, really... Really stuck on this. So, uh, Carl. Do any of these describe like what they see? Well, so Carl. So many of Carl Sugar s- specifically does not put this sighting in his list of uh, Mapanguari sightings because the description was a quote a very large ground sloth. It was how this person described what they saw. That person saw a bear. See, like if you're gonna straight up go there, I'm gonna say it's a bear. Um, now I'm not saying that it's not possible that ground sloths exist still in South America. Because I'm sure, isn't that like, isn't the Amazon 
rainforest like isn't there like a new species discovered every day or something there's a lot yeah I'm but sure, it's mostly bugs i'm sure it's, it's not every day bugs. right they find a bunch and then they average it for how many days they're there but like yeah it's most of the time it's like amphibians and bugs because yeah. those things um the faster your life cycle the faster you can like physically evolve and change so bugs just change all the time yeah like in arachnophobia oh super with, spider with the uncle from full house <laughs> That used to be one of my favorite movies yeah. as a kid. That movie made me scared to put my feet on the floor at night. That movie is the reason that I thought tarantulas were super scary, and it turns out they're not. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, I think that spider's more based on, like, a Brazilian wandering spider, because they're super aggressive. Are they? Yeah, there's a story I'll show you that where someone bought a house that was real cheap, and it turned out it was in a spider migration, migration path. And no matter that's what, why they got it cheap. No matter what they did, they would kill all the spiders. They would just come back next year because it was in the middle of a migration path. As like one of those instinctual ones, like you know, like where fish, like like that thing Something. where nobody knows how salmon breed because they just float off somewhere one day. Well, I mean, they just release their shit in the river. I mean, yeah, that's how fish have sex. <laughs> it's very boring. It's some <laughs> of the most boring sex. I don't. I, it'd be cool if people did it that way, man. You imagine just like you just wait for a lady people, to have her period, who and then to, you jerk off into the toilet pe- on top of it. People who wanted to. What if people who wanted to have kids? It was like Zoidberg's planet, and they all just went down to like a stream or the river, and you were just like, and then no, and then everyone else would have to go. The ladies would have to go swimming. No, I think it's. I think it's better. Like if they just all have their period, like all women have their periods at the same time. Always. God, and they just they just go. And- I mean, I would tell you if, if literally every every menstruation was on the same cycle, people would respect it more. Probably, like, there'd be less people who didn't understand it. It'd be a holiday though for men. They'd be, be like, oh, they're all going to the it, river today. It, it would be a holiday for everyone. <laughs> they're all going to the river today. No women in towns every man's party, and they get back. Their wife's like, why don't you go jerk off into the earth? Well, no, why I was going to say, jerk off in the river? It's, if it's like that, you have to. Yeah, yeah no, it's compulsory. Ter- compulsory? What's the word? We're like salmon. We're like Zoidbergs at that point. Like, you gotta go jerk off in the river now. Well, but wait, do we all die afterwards like Zoidberg? <laughs> yes. We release, our, we release our eggs and sperms, and then we all just die. Nah, there's definitely like one dude that doesn't ever leave. He's just doing it all year round. He's just like, I really like this. <laughs> You're like, yeah, this is why you can't swim in town. <laughs> Every time you get near water, man. So then in the 1980s, uh, a group of Kanamari tribes people. Cocaine was involved. Uh, they were living in Rio. I don't know how to say this. Guara, I think. Okay. Um, it's a valley. Uh, claimed to have, they claim to have raised two infant Mapinguaris. They, what? they raised what? them on bananas and milk after their mother was scared off by hunters. Um, well, there's got to be pictures, right? This is the 1980s. Yeah. Polaroids were. It literally thing. just sounds like they found sloths and they were like, these are pretty, pretty big sloths. <laughs> bigger than normal sloths. Look at this sloth. Um, big but it does say after one or, one or two years, the unbearable smell prompted them to release them into the wild. Sloths are smelly. Yeah. But that's because of the fact that they don't know how to clean themselves. Listen, they just like to be uh they like to be cultured i genuinely didn't believe sauce were real animals because of the fact that they move like puppets they look fake in real life and they move like puppets yeah so 1981 a brazilian man and his daughter living in valeria uh recounted that in september of that year 
Lydia was at the edge of the her. That's her name. Was at the edge of the forest, and she. Her was, name was Lydia's. <clears throat> no, the, the daughter the, was Lydia. Oh, at the edge of the forest, she was. Uh, it was like by their house, and it, she was startled by a howling noise at night. That's uh, a bigfoot. So she fled to her father, who grabbed a gun and went to untie his cow to like bring it either in the house or closer to the house. I thought he had an attack cow. He was like, "Come on, cow." Um. He saw an animal outside and identified it as the Mapanguari. He shot at it before fleeing back into the house. And the next day, all of the villagers moved and settled down by the bottom, by the edge of the river. An entire village moved? That's what it says. <laughs> if that's, uh, if an, there's like evidence to back that up, I now believe in the Mapanguari. <laughs> if an entire village is willing to, to move because of it. And then this other guy, uh, God, I'm going to say. And I wouldn't even imagine that they moved because they were afraid for their own lives, but because of the fact that he'll eat all of their cows. Another man uh, claimed to see one after a canoe trip. Uh, He said, quote, I was walking, working by the river. And when I heard I heard a scream, a horrible scream. Suddenly something looking like a man came out of the forest, all covered in hair. He was walking on two legs and thank God he did not come towards us. I will always remember that day. You know, I imagine some of these have got to be like someone was like out doing something in the woods and someone comes up like, did you see the map in glory? And then there's people like us that were like, fuck, yeah, I did. It was jerking off and stuff. <laughs> someone, listen, if someone, if I was, okay, if I was at like, if I was out hiking and someone was like, have you ever seen Bigfoot out here? I'd be like, you ever seen Bigfoot's dick? Because <laughs> I did just now. It's over there. Go look. <laughs> I heard there's a Bigfoot in this park they were seen two days ago. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. So this next one could have been 1985 or 1986. I mean, so close together. It was um, a Mapanguari investigator. A Mapanguari is an investigator? Uh, no, this guy's name is Luis Jorge Salinas. Uh, That's a movie right there. A detective that is also a Mapanguari investigating cryptids in the Amazon rainforest. Yeah, he claims he made, um, oh, sorry, he made claims on a roadside farm. That's a weird way to write that sentence. Uh, when he was 24, between May, oh, between May 85 and 86. Um, Wait, he, like he claimed the farm? Like he's like, this is my farm now. No, no, no. He made claims that happened in between those years. Uh, on the farm, him and other inhabitants were troubled by frequent nighttime howling. Uh, impressive, mournful, and frightening. That's a skinwalker. They got attacked um, by skinwalkers. Some locals believe were made by, uh, I don't know what these animals are. A lobus, a lobus somem. Such a bunny rabbit. Or a pacalobo. I have wait. No whoa, whoa, idea. whoa! Super wolf. What? A pacalobo super wolf. I don't know what that means, but I'm gonna Google it later. Did you see the thing where they connected like Pacanguari stuff to like these little? Like redheaded, looking like puck wudgy things. No, They're like troll guys. No, that must be skinwalkers. Three things to skinwalkers. So this super wolf though, uh, it says this uh, Salinas guy shot one in the face. Um, <laughs> it literally says in the face when it approached the farm one night, Super. driving it into the forest and perhaps killing it. Later on during the same night, he claims uh, that he saw an even larger one of the same species standing where the shooting had occurred moving its head from side to side, roaring with an uncontrolled grisly fury. This is where my baby got shot. One of these pictures I'm looking up right now of the Pacanguari is literally just an orangutan with a tail. That's funny. That's, yeah. 
<laughs> that is what that is. So this is our origin story. Um, in 1988, uh, David Oren claimed to have encountered a Mapinguari in the forests of the forests of the north of Tocantins. Tocantins. He was sure the man was not lying. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, wait. Oren was sure that. Oh, a colleague of David Oren. Or Oren. He was sure the man was not lying. Oh, this doctor guy. Yeah, I he know heard, about him. He heard the story. A light went off in his brain. When he heard the story, a light went off in his brain. This creature could only be the ground sloth. <laughs> um, it's just an exclamation point. Uh, sometime in the 1990s, uh, late 1990s, a Dutch primologist uh, heard that. Wait, when was the first time he said that? Because I have stuff from that guy in like 2007. Oh, 1988. Okay. So he and it was a studying. colleague of his. Well, that's because at one point, scientists, there were so many of these sightings. Scientists were actually like, it's probably this seems real. credible. Yeah. <laughs> and well, they I bring there. up all the time. Like, remember when we were kids when they were like, giant squids aren't real. Like, they're not proven to be real. But then they started washing up on the beaches and shit. We're like, mm, they real. Remember when people were like, narwhals aren't real. And it turns out there's actually, they're not even, there's a lot of them. There's not even like a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some things just got to have fancy teeth. That's what they are. The narwhal horn is like their front teeth. I know. They're better than that pig where it smashes up through their own face. There's a lot of animals that do that. I had a guinea pig that had its teeth grow too long. It had some kind of thing where they grew faster than they were supposed to. So even if it was like chewing on stuff, it didn't help. And they grew and they went into its head. Oh, this is, I forget what, it's a boar. It's a wild boar. Um, I forget what its name is. But its canines are rotated up. So they grow up through its head. And then sometimes they never stop growing. And they grow out the top and spiral back around and stab into its own head. That's one that's kind of the coolest thing ever yeah i'll have to, I'll have it, to show you it gives too. itself its own life cycle that way <laughs> yes that's true i was recently what this is kind of so unnecessary but we're just gonna keep talking about things that stab themselves in the head i recently watched like a video of a guy who had a cow and it's it's horn grew and then twisted it was going into its head and they cut the horn off to help it no, I mean, that's cool that they helped it. Yeah, these these boars, just some of them just die from their teeth. But so in the 1990s, Dutch primatologist Mark van Roosmalen, Roosmalen, something. He heard that Roosmalen something or other. There's a tribe along the Rio Perus found a Mapinguari uh, set of footprints. They moved their houses to the other side of the river out of fear after they found them. <laughs> We don't want you in our... So there's two villages that have moved because of this. Yeah. Um, if this is proven, that is so amazing. That there's like times that people have straight up just moved because the idea of this possible cycloptic Bigfoot giant sloth anteater... They didn't want none of that. ...was just nearby. Yep. <laughs> they, so uh, when this guy was asked if he believed in it, he said, I'm not going to say it's not possible. Who am I to say that? Uh, 1997... Luis Jorge again. Hell yeah, Luis Jorge. Like the same Luis Jorge? Yep. Luis Jorge Salinas references uh, another Mapinguari sighting near the Araguai River in Brazil's East Amazonian Para State. Uh, I'm probably saying that wrong. There's an accent mark. Uh, as well as a sighting from the Peruvian border made at the same time near a place called San Antonio. There's actually no details. This guy just says it happened. I saw a monster. Where? I don't know. 
and a place. We're, look, we're getting close now to... Wait, why is this one out of order? 1993. This is before 1997. Um, 1993 in, is in before spring, 1997? Yeah. In spring, David Oren again discovered footprints uh, and heard roaring of an unknown animal four times on two separate occasions in the afternoon and early night. Nice. Uh, look, here, here's some... Here's, we were in high school for this one. 2004, an Iowa reconstruction of the Jefferson ground sloth. Uh, this is just them saying like... Why it matches? They reconstructed the yeah, like what you know how like they do with dinosaurs and stuff. Oh, okay. So the model okay. was identified um, as the Kida Harara. <laughs> I don't like, know. Uh, he claimed to encounter the a Caterpillarita Tiana man claimed to have encountered a Mapanguari. Oh, okay, or the Kida Harara. That's what they call it in this area. Um, so they recreated the ground sloth, and these people were like, "Yeah, that's a Mapanguari." Basically, different word though. Really? Um, so, and they say this guy claimed to have seen one in 2003, 2004, 2005. That's all the years I went to OzFest. Weird. Um, <laughs> Related? Uh, I they, think so. They uh, they saw it near a cave. It was called, right for it, the Cave of the Mapinguari. <gasps> Although he gives conflicting accounts of the sighting, in the first report, he simply said that he had seen it and had been knocked unconscious by the smell. That's why that miner was hunting caves or mining caves. My, that's why he was mining and hunting at the same time. <laughs> that's why he was hunting miners. Do you think he had like a gun that had a pickaxe on one end? Because that's pretty. Metal. If he didn't, he was doing it wrong. <laughs> but so, quote, it was coming towards the village and making a big noise. It stopped when it got near me, and then the, I died. The smell. That's when the bad smell made me dizzy and tired. I fainted. And when I came to, it was gone. Wouldn't it eat him? No, they don't eat people. End quote. They just eat every other kind of meat. Yeah. This account was confirmed by his father, who said that when his son took him back to the site of the encounter, he saw a cleared pathway where the creature had departed. As if a boulder, quote, as if a boulder had rolled through and knocked down all the small trees and vines. The amount of damage that they attribute to this thing and then the size of this thing is so conflicting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like a boulder rolled through and knocked all the trees down. And it's like, that's is a five to six foot man-like creature that did that so this is where it gets just uh, shoving trees off to each side of itself as it's walking through i didn't want to give it away exactly people don't really trust this guy because later on a show called beast hunter he claims to have shot the animal um said he was hunting wild pigs when he was attacked by the mapanguari and he fired at it multiple times before loading his gun with a lead slug and firing into the animal's face uh that's two people that have now shot it in the face. It says he stopped and screamed in pain, and <clears throat> and his name is Givaldo. He escaped. The Mapinguari or the guy? The guy. He's like, I shot it mad times, one time directly in the face. Yeah. It yelled, so I left. So he was then interviewed in 2008 for Destination Truth, and he said that he saw the Mapinguari when he went out to hunt and shot at it, and it ran off. he ran off when it charged him. So he gave two different stories to two different TV shows. Ooh, man, you fucking up, bro. Yep. You go to jail for that. So 2005, according to Mr. Salinas, uh, there was a sighting um, 270 kilometers downstream of the Manas in Brazil's Amazonas state. Again, that's it. Some people saw it and were like, is it I still think it's funny that there's like a, a group of scientists <sighs> that have come together and stated that there's definitely a giant land sloth down there. Yeah. But then, like, 
at the same time, they're like, there's nothing there. But like, they if there's anything, they've all come to this consensus that there's this extinct animal that's just still alive. Yeah, or something we like some big animal. Yeah, like even if it's not the same one, they keep saying it is. Yeah, but uh, so and then the final one, save the best for last. Not not really. It's just uh, 2014. A, a group of uh, is it a sai a sai berry pickers. Acai, Acai berry pickers in Brazil's Akibiri. Sumo uh, Sumalma Forest Reserve in the Japim River. I'm doing all the heavy lifting verbally uh, this here. Is this is fun time. this time. Yeah, normally, I'm the one messing all these up. Uh, great. He reported seeing a Cyclopean Mapinguari in September 2014 in a remote area of the forest five hours away from the nearest village. The harvesters heard a cry. Quote, I began to imitate the cry. And I realized the sound was coming to us. Like, you ever like hear a bird call and you just try to do it back? And it's like coming at you. It's like, it, that, that's going to yeah, sex like, with it, me. Yeah, that's, that's coming from my... I did the wrong that's, call. Yeah. I mean, most animals are going, sex! I am now inventing a... Shut up, fire truck. Shut up, ambulance. That was the sex alarm. Shut up. Anyway, um... I'm now just coming up with my... I, I think that all the Mapinguari stories are real, and they are all different. There's a giant hole in the middle of the Amazon rainforest that no one's ever found before. And it's radioactive, and it's sending out these radiated, mutated monsters. Like a new directions. primordial soup? Yes. That's, that's, this is, this a, is what I want to believe. This is a primordial gumbo. <laughs> um, so still in the quote here, um, it was coming towards us. That was when we started to hear a loud, intermittent crash. At that moment, a creature of dark color... Appeared to be about two meters high, six, six and a half feet tall, um, with only one reddish eye like flames. <laughs> the man, the men fled back to the river to spend the night in their tent and the creature appeared again and returned to their, vi- they returned to their village in the canoe during the night, abandoning their equipment. Uh, some of these dudes said they couldn't sleep for nut for days. Um, and as of October, 2014, none of the people in the village had gone back to the area they were in. Here's the thing. I get like, if I can see how that would be kind of scary, but these people overuse over dramatize this stuff. Like if you were camping and you heard like a grizzly bear and you're like, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Even if you saw it, you're not going to be like, I had nightmares for days because there was a grizzly bear near the campsite that I was at. Um, This is actually, um, this is an undated one. So who knows when it could happen. It's it's it hasn't even happened yet. It's the be- it, this is actually my favorite one. <clears throat> so Terry's guide. I didn't actually write down who this person was, but they kept calling him Terry. <laughs> He's probably named Terry. Let's see. I, I might have actually. Do I take good notes? Did I? You did not. Uh, Richard Terry. Um, his guide recounted. Uh, his guide Samuel recounted a story from Richard Terry. Uh, that his grandfather told. So now the guide, his guy, that guy's grandfather. <laughs> so we're three generations in. Yep. He said it happened in between Brazil and Venezuela. Um, and his the story went like this. Quote. He said that he came face to face with an unearthly beast. He was convinced it was the Mapinguari, which had entered his remote cabin at night. <laughs> it was so large that when it stood upright roaring at him, it lifted the wooden ceiling. 
apparently the creature not houses were small, I guess. The yeah. creature knocked the man to the ground with one powerful lunge of its arm, breaking his jaw. He believes he was only able to save himself having a gun, which he used to fire around directly into the shaggy-haired monster that fled, leaving a trail of blood, end quote. I call bullshit. That man saw Bigfoot. One, Mabinguari's not that tall. Two, a Mabinguari is strong enough to knock trees out of its way. If it punched you in the face and only broke your jaw, it was being nice to you. Yeah, that, that was a love tap. holding back. Yep. It didn't mean to hit you. It was trying to like it was trying to brush your cheek gently. It was like exploratory. <laughs> it was like hi, how? Oh shit! <laughs> yep. I love that. My favorite part about how they try and disprove this, and scientists are like, "There's no such thing as this monster." Is the fact that they're just like, "It's just an extinct animal." <laughs> yeah. That's like being like, "Listen, it's fine. The, the Loch Ness monster is just a plesiosaur." Yeah, that's like that's <laughs> what they're doing. Um. But back to the Dr. David Oren in 2007, you know, this is a man that believed that there was one in the eighties was searching because he believed his, his, his cohorts, um, in 2007 to the New York times, he said, it's quite clear to me that the legend of the map is based on human contact with the last of the ground sloths. We know that extinct species can survive as legends for hundreds of years. But whether it all apparently only half of sentence went to like the next page, but whether such an animal still exists is not or not is another question. One we can't answer. Yep. So he's just like, nah, this is just whisper down the alley shit. So he went from a true believer to, to giving up on it by 2007. Yeah. I mean, that dude even owns a photograph of what he calls claw marks on a tree that are about a foot long and an inch deep. And there's eight claw tracks. In every picture I've ever seen of a ground cloth sloth, that's what it's doing. Scratching trees. <laughs> that's true, though. <laughs> what if it's so strong it just grabbed the tree as it was walking by, right? Dude, it's so strong that apparently they just flick trees out of the way. I'm so amazed. That, ma- that man has a chin of fucking Thor. If all it did was break his jaw by giving him a little tap. Yeah. Happy tap. You know, the one thing I didn't look up, they do claim to have, again, Oren claims to have audio recordings that they say are the Mapinguari. What are the odds? It's just someone making Bigfoot noises. <laughs> oh. I, the fact that there's almost no stories that actually describe it as a Bigfoot, which is what's funny to me. One, it's not big enough. Yeah. None of them, like a lot of, they generalize it as saying ape-like, but none of it never sounds besides the people who claim to have seen it are just like, Oh, it was ape-like. But like we, it's proven fact that people in scary situations, their brain just fills in gaps when you don't know what's happening. Really? I don't know, arms and legs and shit. He had uh, arms? How many? Two? <laughs> no way. It was like, I'm I'm five nine. It was like four or five inches. It was like six feet, seven. <laughs> Listen, if I like, okay, talking about animals sitting on other things, right? Like, you ever see a potu bird? Not that this is in that area. I have no idea what that is. They look weird. They look like Muppets. And like, if, you, if I saw a weird looking creature standing on like a... a I don't know. I'm in the woods, right? And it's like standing at my face level. Am I going to take a second in the dark to see if it's my height and be like, you're standing on a log, good sir? Listen, you have an iPhone. All you got to do is is j- take the ruler thing out. And just try and- <laughs> Put it in camera. Use the... <laughs> use the- That's funny. No, I'm... <laughs> so you're saying that Map and Guaris could be taller and people are just imagining them shorter? Oh, no, I'm saying that, like a lot of animals seem bigger when you're scared. I don't agree. Black bears are super tiny. 
every time I've come face to face with one, I've thought that. Anyway, so I think that's 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 enough. It's probably definitely a hundred percent not real. Um, this is one of the few times where I don't believe it's a skinwalker, and. I'm just very confused. And if it is real, apparently scientists think it's just ex- it's just an in- it's just an extinct animal. I was going to say endangered. I'm like it's fully extinct according to them 11,000 years ago. Yeah. What do you think? I think it's a cyclops with a mouth in its stomach. <laughs> uh no, I I want to say it's probably something along the lines of the bunyip where it's like cultural memory meets being scared when you see something in the dark. The, the thing is, though, like, unlike the bunyip, there's not like, um, the bunyip had that weird connection where seals and manatees would like float down this river into yeah. like a city where they should never be. And they had that added little bit of like a reason to be afraid of what it was. This doesn't really have that. Unless they're like, yeah, people keep importing fucking bears here. We don't have bears here. Yeah. <laughs> or people keep importing orangutans. We ain't got no orangutans. Orangutans do always like, oh God, you said they're like sneaky with how smart they are. They look like they're always chilling. Yeah. They're always just hanging out. They want people to know because then people will be like, yo, get a job. And they'll be like, no, I want to stay at the zoo, bro. (laughs) Like, definitely not. Like, I can sit here and you guys will come up and show me your boobies. And I'm just just chilling, eating bananas and shit. And that's all. People do that at the zoo. I know. (laughs) That's why I said it. I remember in middle school when one of the football players mooned a gorilla and he screamed and punched the glass. He was not happy with it. He's like, put your ass away, you <laughs> child. I think he think well, yeah, well, yeah. Now now thinking about it like that's even funnier. I used to always say he was like, you didn't like the challenge because his ass is out all the time. <laughs> um he was like, covered on my ass is the only ass out here. But yeah, he's probably you trying to get me arrested. <laughs> he was like or maybe he just thought it was magic. He was like, Your ass gets a pocket. <laughs> Why is your ass so bright white? <laughs> Surprise, my ass. Oh, shit. Secret ass. <laughs> anyway, this was another episode of the Dark Room Podcast. If you believe in the Mappinguari, I almost said Bunyip, Mappinguari, or the Bunyip, let us know at darkroomstories at gmail.com. Or if you just have spooky stories, let us know at darkroomstories at gmail.com. Hey, Matt, where people where, where can people find this show? Uh, they can find us at rumrunnerspodcastnetwork.com. What? And they should email us Mappinguari friend fiction, which is like fan fiction, but everybody's friends. They, I just want to be friends with a Mappinguari. You don't, you don't want sexy this time? No, it smells, you know, it smells terrible. I wonder if it's a skunk ape. Skunk apes are short <sighs> and they smell bad and they're in Florida. It did, it did describe them as stocky. Yeah. Anyway. Because skunk apes are one of the Bigfoot monsters. That's not. Never mind. I'm not going to. You don't need to go back to Bigfoot stuff. The Marvel Bigfoot canon. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You can find us wherever you find your podcast. But at rumrunnerspodcastnetwork.com is the best place. Because you can also find all our other shows like Rum Runners, Talk Shonen, Senpai Kohai. You have to watch this podcast. Uh, Lehigh Valley Food. uh, Fit Talk with Nick. Did I say Talk Shonen? Yeah, say, say, it, say it again. Say dark room. Say it again. You can find all. There's a whole bunch of them. If you have a podcast and you want to join us and be one of these names that we forget at the end of the show, <laughs> uh, go on down there and the, on the website and go to the join the family thing and send us one of them little messages that tells us like, "What's up?" Anyway, bye. Yeah, we love you. <laughs> oh, that was a weird one. <laughs> Y'all missed a whole last Oh, they didn't drive away. They just turned their loud part of their sirens off. Hmm.
Um, it, uh, why can't I read? Google Jodie Foster I think that was bangs Jody orangutans. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. 